Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Fake TV Critic, a podcast where I discuss the week's biggest TV news lines, recap and analyze some of my favorite shows, and let you know what you should be watching, except I'm not doing most of that today, because we have a guest. Hey! Andy's back! Um, this, for no reason, except that we were going to have a phone call (laughs) talking about TV and I was like, let's just record it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it'll be the same content. You'll just have me added to scream at John about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we haven't talked in how long? A couple weeks, I (laughs) think, at this point, yeah. Um, and we usually, like, try to do a weekly TV (laughs) catch-up, which is actually where the idea for this podcast came from years ago was that we were going to do a podcast together and then just never got our shit together. So one day I just sat down and started yelling at my computer. And then every once in a while I'm like, well, let me come on because it was supposed to be me and you and I have thoughts. So yeah, here we are today. (laughs) Exactly. So we're not going to do the news portion. We might do, um, I might do a recommendation at the end because I, my recommendation is a podcast. Um, or I might save it for next time. I don't fucking know. But we're going to start with the Drag Race season 15 finale. And then we're going to talk like all Bravo. So prepare yourselves. Um, and if you aren't a Bravo person, then you can turn this off after the Drag Race recap. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, what were your feelings in general on this season of Drag Race? Well, when I watched the reunion, I forgot Princess Poppy was even a thing. Same. Like, they announced her, and I was like, I remember Irene more than, like, the first three or four girls. (laughs) And it's weird because I was so weirded out that she went home so early, and it just stuck with me for so long that she's more memorable. Yeah, it was really weird that she went home early, not because she should have stayed, because she was absolutely one of the worst in that challenge. Oh, 100%. She deserved to go home, but I just think... She's one that should have come back in a redemption like, oh, yeah. episode like, or something. She because she had so much screen time in that first episode that like they're setting up to be like, oh, Irene's the narrator of the season, kind right. of like what they what like. I mean, they have one every season, you know. That it it's was like, kind of split between Mistress and Lux this time, but yeah, right. But like, I think it was only first... because it was Mistress and Irene, <laughs> and Irene went home immediately. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I. I mean, I I forgot how long Spice was there. I didn't realize how long Spice was there until they all started coming out in the finale with their, like, onto the stage. And they showed Sugar, who went home, I think, third. And I was like, wait, where's Spice? And then she still wasn't coming out. And I'm like, wait, they're going in order and she's still not out here? How the hell did she last so long? I think she actually, like did a lot better than I was expecting because I know Sugar and Spice from TikTok. And I was surprised with how well they did. And I, not to say that I, like, think that they're the best things ever or anything like that, but um, I think Spice deserved to stay that long, and I wouldn't say that about S. Titties. No offense. Well, no, but I mean, I Spice definitely stayed longer than she should have, because in the lip sync, Anitra saved her when, like, that was your episode to oh, go home. Oh, that's you know true, what that's I mean? true, that's true, that's true. <clears throat> but... Yeah, what what uh, what else did you who were you rooting for going into it? Maybe let's start there. Um, I mean like in the very beginning, I just wanted to see how far Sugar and Spice would go cuz I was only <laughs> familiar with them outside of the show. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they yeah. were the only people I was f- familiar with. 
once we got more into it, I really liked Lucy. Same. But she just took so many hard turns the wrong way and got herself so flustered that then she came out as a spooky queen at the finale for absolutely no reason. Yeah, her finale look was fucking weird. Well, no. Listen, I'm fine with spooky drag. Whatever. That's awesome. But you only did this because you were so bothered by Lux calling you not different enough. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Like, she could not let Lux's annoying condescending commentary be Lux's personality and she took every single thing to heart and then can't get past it still that's my opinion I just I can't imagine being Lucy watching this season because they made they edited her to look like she was legitimately insane right that she was vindictive as hell that she didn't have any sense of humor, but that also that she was busted. That like she that she was a terrible drag queen. Like I, I've read some of her tweets and like listening to Alaska and Willem's podcast where they're like, when the producers sit you down in those chairs for those confessionals, they literally do not let you leave and go eat until you say what they want you to say. So like if they knew they were gonna have this narrative of like Lucy being the only one who was going to complain about not being a winner, like that was stupid. We heard every like Lux complained about it just as much, if not more, For as sure. Lucy. But the edit made Lucy seem delusional and not Lux because no, Lux I know. had some had more confidence, I think, than Lucy. So they like played on Lucy's insecurity and just made her look crazy. No, I agree. I'm not saying that it was entirely Lucy's fault because I don't think it was. I just think that. I don't know. She just I think she just didn't have fun with it and it went to her head too much. That's all I really mean. Yeah. The whole I mean, let's talk about the finale then, because like what the fuck was the point of the rest of the cast even being there? You mean if they were going to cut out? Yeah, they didn't do anything. Yeah, I, they, I don't know. They literally just walked out on the stage and then left. They didn't even stand on the stage. And they came out later to, like, lip sync two bars of that song from the Wigloose musical. It was so Right, weird. and then they, like, were there for the crowning and that was it. Right, like, in the audience. It was just, it was very strange. I didn't understand it. And, like, if you're going to, like, I don't mind that they were, that they basically were, like, the reunion is when everyone gets to speak and then the finale is just the top four. That's fine. But then don't make it an hour and a half. Yeah, they definitely drag it out for no reason. And yeah, like what did they used to do when they brought them all on stage? Didn't they have like a little powwow and like ask them questions and stuff? They would bring them out in groups. So like the first four or six or something that were eliminated would come out and she would say something about them like what happened with them through the season or like a piece of drama or something. Right. And then they and would they'd... leave and the next group would come out and then they would do the top three or four. Yeah. And it was very pageanty. Like it was like the interview part of the pageant, but right. They kind of did that with the top four after their songs, but also not really. Um, and they, they, I mean, everyone, almost everyone got to speak at the reunion. So I guess that was what, I don't know. It was weird. And it was just, it, the finale was so long. <laughs> it was. Um, and also, this is just my own personal 
thing, but how many times could we show James Charles? Isn't there a better social media influencer <laughs> that's more Okay. Actually, you know, kosher to be showing on camera 8,000 fucking times. So, T, um, apparently when they were filming the finale a couple of weeks ago, the theater was full. And then the very first thing they did, like the girls came out and they got introduced. And the first performance was Anitra. And as they were running through, one of her dancers got injured. So they had to reset, but the guy apparently was, like, seriously injured. So they were waiting around for, like, five hours to, co- like, to continue filming. And they'd made it, like, maybe 15 minutes into the day. So apparently there were all these, like, actual other celebrities there who left because they didn't want to wait oh. anymore. <laughs> and I don't know if that's why they kept showing James Charles, but, like, if you notice the camera angles whenever they would show, like, Ross and Carson and Michelle... It was, like, top of their head down. Um, yes, because apparently right next to them at one, before Anitra's dancer got injured was Nicole Byer. And okay. She oh, left. I saw her on there. Yes, she left during that break. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so I wonder if it was, like, a continuity thing or if maybe they, maybe they moved people and didn't realize, like, oh, James Charles is, like, moved seats. Maybe he was in a bunch of different places. I don't know. Um, <laughs> aye, aye, aye. It was, yeah, but, or th- for some reason they just sat him next to someone that they were behind someone they really wanted to show. I don't know, but I only noticed him once and it was toward the end. Oh no, they showed him like six times, but was I also he near that he was in the shot. No one yeah. that I could tell, but they also kept showing him from his side profile. So like I'm familiar with his side profile compared to whoever was around him. So I don't even know who he was there with. Okay. I wasn't paying that close of attention. I just kept seeing them zoom into his side profile. And I'm like, okay, we get it. James Charles is there. Like, he's not even that big of a deal. And we need to stop making him such a big deal. Like, come on. Plus, I was wondering if maybe he was sitting near someone who was, like, associated with the show in some way. Like, was he a couple rows behind, like, Well, I know, I know he's really something. he's really good friends with Got Mick. Okay. So maybe he was with... Mick? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't remember because I just kept seeing him and getting annoyed. That's all. <laughs> so um, top four was um, Anitra, Sasha, Mistress, and Lux. Feelings on the top four. Who were you rooting for out of those four? Honestly, I I understand why Sasha won, mm-hmm. and I understand how good she is. But for some reason, I do not connect with her. I'm kind of the same way. Like, I like her. She's good at what she does. I'm always impressed by her. But I don't want to kiki with her. I don't want to hang out with her. I don't, like, not idolize. But you know what I'm saying. Like, she's not, like, my fucking queen. And I don't know why, because she deserves it. But she's just not my cup of tea for some reason. And I don't know what it is. I, I don't, it's not that she's not my, cause I, I have similar feelings, but like for me, it's not that she's not my cup of tea. It's just that like, as amazing as she was, and she was amazing throughout the season, um, I just never thought that she was as amazing as the judges and people online and other queens were saying that she was. 
The only thing that I can really find that pinpoints your what you're saying as an example perfectly is when she won for that outfit that they had to create out of stuff and she tied bendable gold flaked twigs around her arms and they were acting like she created wings from angels. <laughs> and I was like, this is hideous. I hate the whole look and there are other looks that I would have put in the top for this and they just praised her beyond belief and I'm like she put like basically twist ties around her arm that were spray painted gold yeah and I think she always looks amazing but I think for me the moment where I was like oh I'm kind of turning against her was when they had her win for the interview challenge the 2020 challenge there was Lucy should have won. I don't even remember what it was, you're talking okay, about. Okay, so it was um, when she was interviewing Charo, and she was cooking with Charo. Oh, 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 oh! Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And for me, the tops should have been Lux, who was on the um, the golf cart with yeah, yeah, Love yeah, Connie yeah. and was very funny and personable, or and Lucy Laduca, who had the hardest of the segments when she was doing like the Barbara Walters sit down interviews, um, with I think Frankie Grande. Yeah. And was just so natural. Like, to me, they, they were the standouts. And not only was Lucy not in the top and Lux didn't win, Sasha won. And I thought that she was, like, very middle of the road. And it was kind of at that Agreed. point where I was like, oh, they're, like, they're really pushing her. And not that they shouldn't be. Because, like I said, she is great. But within a season of Drag Race, it felt like they were, like, trying to separate her from the pack lot when I thought, there were challenges that she won or topped or didn't bottom when she should have done one of the three. Like the wig loose challenge. I'm sorry. I think she should have been in the bottom for playing Carl. Yeah, I mean, there just wasn't anything super amazing about it. Um, I lost the plot now. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> there was oh oh well what i was gonna say is we already discussed personally that we thought lucy should have won that challenge regardless because there yeah. was she was on broadway making that happen and everybody else was doing this at, on a college stage in the back corner like yeah. come on come on yeah so i i think sasha's a great queen i'm not mad that she won i just like for me it was a foregone conclusion because like the whole season kind of felt like it was pointing toward that so to have to sit through an hour and a half finale where you already can feel the outcome is just like, can we just fucking get to it? Yeah. I think her lip sync was great at the end. I don't think Anitra did anything spectacular that really upset me that she lost that lip sync. Mm -hmm. And uh, I liked Mistress going into the final four. That's who I was rooting for, even though I knew she was not going to win at all. Interesting. Tell me more. <laughs> I feel like you so far disagree with me that you think I'm delusional. No, not that I think that you're delusional, but like for me, Mistress uh, not only shouldn't have been in the finale, I she was my number four of the pe like just based no. on everything. She was. Lux. My, I know you don't. Like I Lux. cannot I know stand you don't like Lux. Lux. I know. I'm sorry. I, Lux's personality just grates me to no end, and it's not, I just, she thinks that she's so special, and if you want to have that own mindset about yourself, fine. But to me, I just, I don't think that 
it equates. So I just like don't want anything to do with her because I, I just I don't like her. I just don't like her. I that's mean, all. Like that's the, the whole thing with like I, I like I liked Lux going into the season because I listened to her music before she was announced on this season. Yeah. Um, And when they announced her, like I was familiar with Lux, Selena, Sasha Colby, Marsha Marsha. Um, I said Selena. Maybe that was it. But I, I was familiar with a few of them. So like just going off of that, I assumed a top three of Sasha, Lux, and Marsha. Because Marsha, I felt like they put on the show to be what people wanted Jan to be. Where like she's a really talented musical theater queen because Marsha had already been on Broadway. Um, so I thought that Marsha was and was going to be in this top three. So the fact that like going... If, if I'm familiar with someone going into the show, it usually means that they're good enough that they're going to make it pretty far. So I always assumed that Lux was going to the end. What surprised me about how she got there was this whole thing with Mistress all season doing this like drag delusion talk. And to me, the one who had the most drag delusion, even though I found it entertaining and not as like sad or grating as Lucy, was Lux. Like I Do thought, you mean Mistress? No, I, I mean like when Mistress was talking about drag delusion and people being delusional about how well they're doing or about how good their drag is, to me, the one who was the most delusional was Lux. I agree, but that's what I was <laughs> saying, and I thought you were disagreeing because you thought it was Mistress. No, I don't think the mistress that Mistress was most delusional. I just mean like I think it's it's strange that the whole season they made this like Mistress versus Lucy fight over mistress and her like drag delusion vaccine and all this like and i mean mistress's finale song was called drag delusion like what no i know and i think Um, she should have been talking directly to lux as well that's well that was my that exactly that like it was so like i don't understand again going back to editing i don't understand how they could have all of these confessionals and like lux went out won a challenge i think yeah, I think it was a challenge she won where she was wearing the cast that weren't gloves, but she won for gloves anyway. And Lucy pointed out in the reunion that she was wearing a wig that she took off Mistress's fucking puppet. Oh, right. I remember her saying that. Like, you want to talk about drag delusion? Like, you bent some pipe cleaners and thought that it was the greatest look that's ever been on Drag Race. Those words came out of her mouth. And she's wearing a wig that was from a someone else's puppet costume. So, like... But the difference was that Lux had confidence in it even when it was terrible and Lucy did not. And I think that the producers and the audience like kind of latched onto that insecurity versus like letting it go because Lux was so confident in herself, which which you're saying came across as as something that you did not enjoy watching, but that I thought was very entertaining in how delusional it was. I guess, I don't know. No, I, I know we I know we don't agree on it. I'm just saying like what you found. No, I know. I was just trying her. to see your side of it and I'm just like I can't because <laughs> she's so irritating to me and I do think she's delusional and I don't think Lucy was delusional. I just think Lucy took everything to heart too much and just like got in her own way. I, I don't know. Yeah, and I, but I also think that Mistress picked up on that and it made Lucy like an easy target to rib and to like make fun of. Not well, yeah, because like Lux is her. not fun to rib because Lux is just like, I'm the best and I don't care what you say. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's the difference is Lucy's like, no, but I am the best. Uh, Hello, I am the best. No, I am. But you guys like, hello. And Lux <laughs> is just like, 
no, but I am, so fuck off. Like, she just, just like, doesn't care, so she yeah. doesn't, like, engage. Um, Very true. But anyway, I just – and then I think Anitra the most let me down during the finale, but she had been letting me down consistently, I think. I think she started on her highest point, and she just – stayed the same or went slowly downward the entire season so whereas i think i don't know she just pulled out all of her tricks too soon i was rooting for anitra going into this because for me anitra is the best performer that was on this season and that maybe has been on the show and i mean performer like if i went to a drag show to see a drag performance like drag with a capital D that's the shit that I want to see is what Anitra does is the tricks is the flips is the Vogue ish dancing is these like stupid nonsensical lyrics to songs like throwing her body all over and just like the confidence and all like that I loved that like for me that Marsha Anitra lip sync is maybe now my favorite. Ugh. I know. It's Princess Dita. I get it. But <laughs> for me, this was, that was like the, mo- it was so No, wild. I thought it was really good too. I'm not disagreeing that it wasn't a great <laughs> lip sync, but as far as favorites go, not mine. But. <laughs> but I also think that Anitra got into a slump in the middle of the season, but was climbing her way up again toward the end. I don't think she should have, won the wig loose i think that was a weird choice but i thought that she definitely was the winner of the makeover challenge that she won oh yeah that was good and i don't think she should have been in the bottom the last episode for the music video who was in the bottom it was mistress and anitra and honestly they should based on that challenge based on that lip sync like mistress should have just been cut and wasn't I agree. I agree with that. But I also think it wasn't fair because I don't know. I mean, for me, it was a season six Darian Lake thing. Where it was just like Darian Lake made it to top four. And like, sorry, bitch, this just wasn't your challenge at top four. So even though you're a great queen, you didn't do well in this challenge. Bye. Like, there's no reason it couldn't have been the same thing here. Sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. I know. But I just is because like, I I don't think that that's fair because we all know that there's just. It's so hard for her to compete in that area when that's her weakest area, but it's not even that weak. Compared to three other insane trick-filled dancing queens. Well, I know, but if it's a dance challenge. Right, but we all know <laughs> that it doesn't matter once you get to that point of the competition. They want who what who deserves to win to win. No, I know, but and that's also what like why I'm saying she should have just gone home because even in making it to top four, it's not like she was gonna win. Like, that's why I think they eliminated Darian Lake in season six is that it's like when your top three is Adore, Courtney, and Bianca, and then your top two is Adore and Bianca, like, why bother sending Darian to the finale? True, but I also think that there's way less uh, discrepancy in talent between Darian and the rest of those three, and mistress and Lux I think Lux could have gone home at the exact same time and I couldn't care have cared less right Lux wasn't gonna win either right 
But that's what I'm saying. So then just make it a top two. I don't think that we need to bring everybody to the finale. I think we need to do top twos. Well, and then they ended up and doing And make that. it an hour. They Right. And they ended up making it a top two with like no fanfare. And it was just like, Anitra and Sasha, you're the top two. You're going to lip sync. And then it was like, great. Okay. So we just wasted how much time on this shit. Um, but I mean, even going into the finale, like when you watched it, it was very clear to me that Mistress and Lux not only got the least exciting songs, they had the least exciting performances. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Sasha wins, and cool. We, we knew it. Great. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, I'm sure It was just we... a very long, drawn-out season with too many girls, not enough. It just, it's, it was too splattered. It just needed to be, like, condensed more. I don't know how else to describe it. Please, explain to me what you mean by splattered, because I don't Just, like, understand. it's all over the place. It was just all over the place. It was like they just took 16 queens and all the challenges, ideas that they thought of, and they just fucking threw them at the fucking canvas and just said, go. We have 8,000 weeks to take up. <laughs> But we're going to shorten the beginning season, to an hour because we want to play some other thing that everybody's going to argue about instead. So don't pay attention till we get to the top eight anyway. That's how it felt. I loved this season, though. I thought this whole, like, even when you're saying you didn't know who Princess Poppy was, I agree. I forgot who she was, too. Not, not that I forgot. Like, I for, it, was, it felt so long ago that I forgot she was on. Um, but I, I thought that... Like, I remember something about literally almost every single queen that was on this season, which is, I mean, gun to my head, I have no idea who went home first last season. I, I can't even tell you who was on last season. I have no idea. Right. When Willow Pill came out, I was like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. Hey, who did you right. beat? And they showed <laughs> Lady Camden in the audience. I was like, wait, aren't you the runner up? Why are you sitting in the back of the orchestra? It was weird. Yeah, who but was? I mean... First out last season. I mean, I, I remember no it was, idea. we Born talked Bread about it. You were on, on that episode. It was, uh, yeah, it, Willow Pill dropped the toaster in the oven. Or in the oven. Ah! <laughs> in the bathtub. That was the first episode? Yeah. Did no one go home? Maybe no one went home. But someone, obvi- oh, it was Kamara Hall. Wait, was that season 13? That was season 13. Who the fuck went home first last season? But this is my point. Is it like, I know Irene went home first this season. And not only did I know she went home, like she spent so much time on the internet talking shit about everyone that right. I will always remember her. No, I agree. I mean, I do remember a lot of the queens, but that's only because they're fresh in my mind now. I'm sure if you ask me next year on your podcast who went home first, I'll be like, I don't fucking know. I don't even know who was on that season. <laughs> well, by that time next year, Irene might be on the fucking all-star season. Ugh. Okay, let's we're done we're done with Drag Race. Let's move yeah. on to the Bravo. Oh shit, hold on. Can you hear me? Yeah. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Housewives, Girls Trip, Vanderpump? Where do you want to go? Oh Lord. Um let me just give you a quick feeler on Miami and then we can jump into Girls Trip. Okay, so this season of Girls Trip is still airing. I think the finale is on this week, and they're in Thailand, and it's the first season to have any of the Miami girls, and you hadn't caught up at all since it was on Peacock, right? 
Correct. Like you had two seasons of Miami to watch. Correct. So I just okay. binged two seasons right in a row. Okay, go. So I don't even really remember who the actual housewives are and who the friends of are because they like seem so prominent than other ones that seem like they're housewives and they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. So Gertie, like is a I don't get the point of her. She is. Yeah, okay. She's full time. Like Adriana is on more than Gertie. And Adriana yes. is just a friend of. Yes. So I don't understand why Adriana is not a housewife. Me either. And no one on the internet does either. Okay. Good. Great. We're all on the same page. <laughs> but Marisol um, is also a friend of. And ha- what sense does that make? I don't what know. What sense does that make? She is Miami's housewives. Like that. I, wh- I don't know who is more iconic of Miami than her and her mom. Yeah, I, I really, I don't know. So, like, it used to be that, like, friend of, friends of didn't get confessionals. And, like, right. everyone, like, if you look at Jersey this season, for example, like, they seem to have filmed everyone and then decided after the fact that, like, Jackie was going to be a friend of. But we still got confessionals from her. So I think they're now just really kind of blurring the line. And it started with this Miami thing, like you're talking about, where I don't know if it's, I really, I don't know how they're deciding who is full-time and who's not. The only literal difference that I could find is that Gertie's husband is on the show and Marisol's husband is not. Right, but Adriana doesn't have a husband, so what difference does it make? I don't know. I don't know if it was like a personal boundary And Marisol's husband has been on, or yeah, they've definitely like shown him before, and because he was in a th- ten seconds of Girls Trip. Well, right. So I don't know. It's just weird to I me. Don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I was on Adriana's side in the Adriana Gertie fight. W- what was the Adriana Gertie fight about? That was I watched that like over a year ago. Um. Basically, Adriana had like gotten her feet washed by julia and gertie just started screaming in the middle of her story about the feet washing and just like inserted herself and like forced out this whole story about the feet thing in front of martina and it just like disrupted the whole dinner table okay (laughs) you don't remember this no okay so (laughs) anyway but then this season like i'm definitely just more on Alexia's side than Gertie's side, even though I don't always agree with Alexia because she's fucking wild. Um, I just don't really understand the point of Gertie, I guess. Okay. I love Nicole. Same. I love Julia. I liked her better in her first season, but yes. I don't mind her. I, I, I agree with that, but... I just think she's such a different type of housewife that I yeah. like her as a breath of fresh air. Um, and then... Also, she act- is one of the only ones who actually is a housewife. Right. I love Lisa, and I just feel bad for her. Same. But she kind of deserves it, because, like, how long are you going to stay with somebody who's been cheating on you and t- treating you terribly since literal day one? Yeah. 
like it, it's hard to be empathetic for in the shocked part of her reaction because it's kind of like blatantly um, obvious right especially like even going back to the earliest seasons of miami like what 10 years ago yeah like girl like he's <laughs> never liked you ever and he tried to get rid of you when you couldn't have babies yeah that uh. was literally on the show right I know. Like, that was, was just... the last season before they went on hiatus for eight years. <laughs> that, like, he wanted kids and she didn't. And then they kind of implied they were going to get divorced. And all of a sudden she gets pregnant and they're not divorced anymore. It was weird. It's just the whole story is bad. But I do feel bad for her. And I think she just looks so gorgeous at the end of the last, like, the most recent reunion. And I just hope that she gets somebody good and, like, can move on. Because I really like her as a person like she just seems like a such a genuine person i don't know why because she's like a little flighty and ditzy and stuff too Mm -hmm. but i don't know i just really like her um and i love marisol and i don't understand the. i can understand that it seems like she drinks a lot but she's never wasted so i don't understand why people are harping on her so bad about the drinking i mean we all we know how alcoholism works <laughs> that like she seems no, I know. to me like a functioning alcoholic right but then also is she or does she just think that it's funny to put that persona out there right i mean i think she, i don't know i don't know like she just might be a different kind of going into girls trip she just might be a different kind of alcoholic than leah is like leah might have been a destructive alcoholic and marisol's a functioning one right but then that also brings up okay let's just move into girls trip because i think we talked about miami enough okay hold on let's talk so cast is marisol and alexia from miami giselle and candace from potomac uh whitney and heather from salt lake city portia from atlanta and leah from new york go ahead so what I didn't understand, what bothers me the most about this girl's trip is if Leah is trying to stay sober, every single one of them have made a comment dismissing her sobriety. And I don't understand why when she is talking about it as if it's ludicrous that they are trying to defend themselves. Wait, explain what you mean. I don't know if I caught what you were saying. Leah is trying her hardest to be sober. Yes. And everyone there is trying to get her drunk. Yes. And I don't understand how they can, on one hand, be yelling at Marisol for how much she drinks. And then also trying to ruin Leah's sobriety and make her drink. Okay. I understand what you're saying. Those two things do not equate to me. And I don't understand how everyone on the internet is saying that Lisa or Leah is an awful addition and how they disagree with everything she's ever said. And I'm like, but how can you not see her point that she is being treated horrendously? Yeah. My like hot take in general on this season, apparently a hot take, didn't think it was controversial, is that I'm team Leah, like pretty much across the board. This uh, season. Same. Like I'm trying to think and like other than her saying out loud that she was bored by Alexia's story, that was rude. It but was. also it's not like it came out of nowhere because she she tried to explain, she's like, Oh no, like I literally we had this conversation earlier today when we were stuck in traffic. Like I, I heard the story four hours ago. 
So I get it. Like, should it have come out that way? No. But also, I get it. And also, how the fuck do you go on vacation on your period with diarrhea with people who are trying to try your sobriety and who are treating you like shit and doing the, like, you're, and you're just coming off of your show being canceled and right. it's a hundred million degrees and everyone's like, you complain a lot. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> she lives let, in New York. Let me have tell you met you a ev- New Yorker? <laughs> right. And also, have you ever... Have you ever been hot? Like, I, I don't understand. I don't think Marisol feels like I don't think she has a single perception of of touch or anything like she just floats along in like a, a little bubble. I don't know. But um, if I were Leah and I were in Thailand sweating my balls off with my period, while trying not to drink, while everyone around me is like, but and you should also drink. trying not to shit in the middle of a Thai market, <laughs> right? I'd be like, I I'd be ten times worse. Yeah, like I re- I really just don't get it, and they're coming for her so hard. And like this this girl's trip has really like my biggest takeaway is that I never want to see Portia Williams ever again. No, no, I don't either. She, but I knew that from watching her solo show because that okay, shit. I only watched one episode. So what happened on that? Because I have seen things as John, I saw things as way was airing, too much that she was like that. It was supposed to be her like getting her own show and basically that she ruined it for herself because she came across so terribly. Oh, my God. Like you can't even understand how bad she said she was in her own show. She just acted so entitled, so petty. I, like, just every situation she made about herself and just, like, she was fighting with everybody, like, just out of nowhere and, like, fighting with her new husband or new boyfriend or whatever the fuck he is, is family themselves, like, like, fighting, fighting, like, throwing camera boom mics at each other and stuff like it was just (laughs) wild and she was so rude to everybody around her I just it she just looked like this heinous person and so it really confused me that they would bring her back after that and after the reception she got online because of how terrible she was I don't understand the choice in asking her to go on that trip because I feel like it was a, this was like a villains episode almost. Yeah. It, that's what I, I kind of wondered the same thing when they announced this cast. It was like, these are very strange choices to put together. Um, until you watch the seasons, right? Cause like, yeah, Portia was definitely a villain on the, for a lot of Atlanta and on well, and on let me interrupt show. really quick. Yeah, and really quick, she was a replacement for Tinsley, so I I understand on the girls that trip? she kind of is an outlier. Yeah. Okay. So Tinsley backed out, and Portia was her replacement. See, that would have made more. So it's supposed to be Tinsley Leah. and Leah with New York. Yeah. So that's why they are two odd men out. But I don't really understand replacing Tinsley with Portia because those are the most two opposite girls I could think of on well, the planet. Yeah, because then like so. 
if I'm thinking about okay, is the if it's a season of villains like because after you watch so they filmed this a year ago, but then once you watch the seasons that all these wives had just filmed that have been airing over the past year, it makes more sense why they put them together if they were going for like a cat fight season because Whitney and Heather had just finished filming Salt Lake where they were very much at odds. Giselle and Candace seemed like they were friends when they announced the cast, but then we see throughout the season that they had just filmed, which just aired, that they were very much at each other's throats. Yeah. And same, that like Alexia was pretty much the villain of this last season of Miami as well. But then maybe they were like, maybe when they cast it, they didn't know that Giselle and Candace and Whitney and Heather were going to be fighting because like Leah and Tinsley are friends. Marisol and Alexia are friends. So, like, maybe they were like, we can get Candace and Giselle, they're, they're friends in Potomac, who actually go on the trip, and Whitney and Heather are close. So I, it, it's it's such a weird season, but the way that it's playing out, I'm really enjoying kind of more than the first couple seasons, because it's it feels like a different thing. Like, I think the first couple seasons of Ultimate Girls Trip were so great. But they very yeah. much felt like trips, right? Like they were breaking. Like they the all went on vacation to chat chat about being a employee of Bravo. Yes, but this season feels like Housewives All Stars. Yeah, like they were set up to be a new season of Housewives, and they yes. just had to figure it out. Yeah, like, I agree. They threw in the strongest personalities from some of these seasons to see how like high tensions could boil basically and they're seeing the results of it like that's what this season feels like to me and why I find it so enjoyable is that it really feels like these are the people who are the best at being or at doing housewives not being doing housewives and to see them all together is just fucking wild Yeah, the only people that don't fit into that scenario that you just laid out are Whitney and Heather because I think they're terrible housewives and I think they're terrible at doing anything with housewives. However, I actually like Heather on this this season and I'm shocked because I just ended hating her on, on I her know, own I'm season. I'm in the same boat. And, and I, I don't it's... really understand what's flipped the switch for I me because I don't. I will tell you don't... what I think it is. Is that I think it's because with all of these strong personalities, Heather is just dry, right? Like you're letting Giselle and Candace and Portia and Leah just scream at each other. And Heather is like, is just sitting there like, I'm just happy to be at the table with these people because I'm watching it happen from the inside. Like she is us, right? Like that's why I like her this season. And it's why I liked her in the first couple of seasons of Salt Lake City is that she seemed like just like the audience. Right. And then the this last season, she acted so high and mighty and, like, she had just turned into a celebrity that didn't care about the peasants. Yes. And it was annoying. But as much as I hated the black eye thing, like, she's not going to tell you bitches if she didn't let it out on her <laughs> own season. So, like, I don't know why they kept needling her about that. And I didn't really understand her exploit third world countries capitalism comment. Like, that was just stupid. Um, but I do like that she's like standing up for herself. I don't, Whitney needs to shut the fuck up. Housewives talking shit about each other in the other bus is what we want to see. Stop (laughs) trying to discourage Heather from doing it. That's what everyone does. And Heather's no different. So stop chastising her for it. This is what we want to see. 
Like, I, Whitney is the worst, I think. Well, Get her right, out like, of there. So the, the whole thing is that, like, Whitney is trying to encourage Heather to not just talk shit behind their backs on the bus, but to talk shit to them. And she's saying that she can't, that she, this is what she hates about Heather, right? And I'm like, but I... Again, this is Heather being like us. This is what all Bravo fans do. Like, you and I call each other and talk shit. They create fucking ridiculous fan accounts. They go on Reddit and Facebook groups and Instagram and shit. Like, it's what we do. Not a single one of those people would ever do that to a housewife's face. That's what Heather's doing. She's like, no, I'm going to talk shit in the bus and then be nice to them because I don't want my eight days in Thailand to be a living hell. Right, but I want everybody who's watching this to get where I'm coming from, so I'm going to give them tidbits. Hello? That's how this works, Whitney. I don't know. Right, Like, I just need Whitney to shut up and stop worrying about Heather. You're not Heather's gatekeeper. You're not Heather's, you know, counselor. Like, just leave Heather be. Let Heather do what Heather wants to do. You do what you want to do. Like, just because you both came from the same franchise doesn't mean you need to have each other's back. Look at Giselle and fucking Candace. They're at each other's throat the whole time. But not... They're not going after each other on their actions. They're just going after each other because they hate each other. (laughs) And like Whitney (laughs) seems like she just can't let Heather go and be herself. Yeah. The only people that I am not enjoying this season of girls trip and not that I'm not enjoying them, but I think they're just like very much fading into the background is Marisol and Alexia. I think they're not prepared to be around people who are able to fucking slap them down into their places yes. because they are those two people on their season and they do not do well when other people are around like Giselle and Candace who will be like, uh, no bitches, you're not going to talk Spanish and talk shit the whole time, even though I understand that they should be allowed to talk Spanish. But still, <laughs> like, I just thought that was funny because it's like... You know that you're doing it because you don't have the balls to say it out loud. And that's what Giselle meant. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just really enjoying this season again. And I don't understand why Bravo slash Peacock doesn't have just 10 seasons of this in production at all times. Right. Like whatever city don't think is not currently to... filming, send them on a trip. Right. As soon as, you know, if Jersey's done filming by now, start setting them up on the next trip. Like, come on, get these things rolling. Yeah. And besides, you don't even need any of the current seasons to go on the trip. Just start inviting people from, you know, like the one with Dorinda. Like half those people didn't even, right, have shows anymore. So just And I think they just did that. I think season four is all ex-wives again. Ugh, but I'm not even looking forward to that because of the whole Brandy Caroline thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to knowing what the fuck is happening and, and like, what actually was documented. Right. But, yeah, it's it seems very ugly. Um, and I wasn't totally thrilled with that cast either. Like, if you're going to invite ex-housewives and you have, like, literally hundreds to choose from, why the fuck are you inviting Alex McCord? What? Really? Everybody yes. online is, like, coming in their pants that she got invited. I don't understand why people were so obsessed with her. Um, I mean, I didn't watch her seasons of New York. When I started watching New York Housewives, it was like... I mean, she was still on it, but it was towards the end of when she was on it, I think. So I didn't really get a good feel for her because... 
I started watching like almost like as after she was being she... phased out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm the same way, but like you know, going back and like I've seen reruns and things. For me, the most interesting thing about Alex has always been her husband, who is out of his mind. Right. So I don't know. I'm like I'm just I'm not excited to see. Like and actually, see, it's I'm even, excited to see Alex back, but I am even, not. It's, it's not even that it's just Alex. It's that like I do not need a season that has both Alex and Vicky on it. I feel like that is a pairing that I want nothing to do with. <laughs> well, why does Vicky get to come back twice? I don't know. I don't know. Like of all people to have twice, I wouldn't have picked her, especially how she acted on the first one. I know. I I really I really don't know. I wonder if they tried to get the whole ex wives cast back and couldn't maybe. Because it's, I'm pretty sure it's Phaedra and Eva again. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. And, and Brandy, for sure, obviously. We're just talking right, about it. Right, And Vicky. So, like, maybe Tamara couldn't do it because they were filming OC. And Dorinda couldn't do it because they were trying to do Legacy and that fell through. So, I wonder if and that's Taylor why we're getting. And Taylor was filming OC, too. Yeah. Because now so she's on OC. So, I wonder if that's why we're getting, like, Alex and Caroline and who else? I feel like there's somebody else who I forgot. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Know. But why they don't just have seasons of this in production at all times so that like we're just always getting Ultimate Girls Trip? I don't know. I want it all the time. And I don't understand why it's taking them so long to release them. It's a week-long vacation. <clears throat> Take your fucking film, edit it next week, and put it out. I Come will on. say that now watching this season, I compl- I do understand why they waited. And it's because we needed to see their seasons, like especially Salt Lake and Potomac. They had to finish Right, airing. but these other girls that they don't have to do that with, there's no reason why they couldn't turn them around quicker. No, I know. Like I'm fully expecting that we will get the fourth season of Girls Trip before the end of the year, like maybe in the fall. But that's not soon enough. I no, need them I, I to know, be ending and starting and ending and starting and ending and starting. Back to back to back. I mean, like they do with the regular housewives. One goes off the air and a month later we get a new one. Do that. I get it. Right. Right. I, I do get it. Um, okay. So anything else you want to say about Girls Trip before we move on to something else on Bravo? No, I don't think so. Um, let me just think for a second. Okay. Then I don't want to talk about Jersey because I'm bored by it. No. Um, do you want to talk about um, Vanderpump or Top Chef? Let's do Vanderpump since Top Chef's so, like, non-drama. Okay. Um, so I did a whole episode on Scandaval, and it was my most listened to episode in, like, two years. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> because the entire internet, like, cannot fucking get enough Scandival. I know. of Scandaval. And I get it because every week I'm, I look Something forward to happens. watching this show and not because I'm actually enjoying this season because right now I'm not really. I think it's boring at the moment. But watching it with the knowledge of what is coming, I feel like one of those psychotic true crime armchair detective people who like watches Dateline for little clues like, did they check that house on that map? Like that's how I feel looking for <laughs> clues about Raquel and Sandoval. Same. So, the newest rumor, and Andy actually asked Lala about it on Watch What Happens Live this week. I've started recording 
watch what happens live again just so i can watch any that relate to vanderpump because which is all the episodes because it's all everyone on bravo is talking about i know and i also just side note love that every time they have somebody from vanderpump on the other person gets completely ignored and they get to comment on vanderpump rules only <laughs> sorry but also they then <laughs> post on, on social media they're like that was the greatest time of my entire like rob lowe's son said maybe oh 10 i know words, he, he and was so was, excited and then after was like that was the greatest half hour of my entire life <laughs> i mean listen i get it if you're even slightly a fan to be sitting there and have somebody who's in it tell you what's going on like especially when that dream. someone is schwartz who has absolutely no media training <coughs> and is out of his fucking mind and like does and is loose lips like i can't imagine being what's his name o- owen i think owen john i don't fucking know John Owens. John, John Owens. John Owens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't. So it was both. I was right both times. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I can't imagine, like, just sitting there and just listening to all that. No. I mean, I would have been the same thing. Andy even apologized to him for not talking to him about anything. And he's like, no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Let's just go. And that's how uh, Gillian, I don't even really know who she is, but she was on with Lala. Jacobs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just this Wednesday, and I watched them, and same thing with her. She just was, like, asking questions and was like, I don't care. I just want to listen. Like, I'm just here to hear all this. Right. <laughs> I mean, fr- front row seat, like, that okay, just so, feels sorry, like the best. Okay, so, sorry, what's the rumor? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the rumor that Andy asked Lala about on Watch What Happens Live that has just broken down in the news this week is that Brock and Raquel made out as well. Ew, I haven't heard that. So, if you want to review the clues, apparently a couple of months ago, a year ago, sometime around the wedding, something like that, Raquel posted a picture of herself in a bikini or, like, some sort of revealing outfit. And she was posed, you know, whatever. And Brock commented on it with, like, 70,000 fire emojis and was like, holy shit, or something like that. Commented on her Instagram on that. And it was just her in the photo. So, like, it's not like he could have been saying that, like, about all his friends in this one group picture. No, it was just her looking hot. And he put a whole bunch of fire emojis and was like, holy shit, or something like that under this picture. Okay. Now, also, apparently, you know how Raquel was staying at Tom and Ariana's house? Yes. And that's how, I guess, originally they were caught at a party under the blankets together. Okay. So I guess the same thing happened where Raquel was staying over Brock and Sheena's house. And somebody... Now, this is where I think the rumor mill is just, like, conflating some things. But they said that the same sort of situation happened there. Where, like, they were cuddled on the couch or something and Sheena saw them but just thought, like, whatever. And then, like, people were reviewing the footage of just the few episodes that have come out. And, like, there's a couple of times where Brock, like, picks Raquel up or hugs her or has his hands on her body in just, like, a very suggestive way. And I think people are just saying, listen, if the clues were all there about Raquel and Tom and we all missed them and they were so blatant, maybe we need to look into this Brock situation. Okay. Now, Lala said, I don't believe that for a minute when she was on Watch What Happens Live. But she also looked like she got caught, 
like a deer in headlights a little bit before she answered. So I feel like she answered that way just to save face because she wouldn't want Sheena to be upset if she thought anything and didn't say it. I mean, could that have been the first time that she'd heard the rumor? No. Okay. Did you watch it? No. I think if you watch it and you see that clip, you'll see what I'm saying. Okay. But I think it's plausible. I think Raquel's just being her little whore self and going to anybody who will do whatever she wants, you know, with her. So. Yeah. So the latest actual, like, verifiable update is that she's in a mental hospital. No, she went to Miraval. Oh. Well, the headline that I read said mental hospital. What's yeah, that? Is she that like put a that out. Do you remember? They all went to Miraval as on the housewives. I think it was OC. Okay. It's just like a spot. Isn't that where? Yeah, it was OC because Shannon had the bowl on her head and fucking oh, what's her yeah, name? Yeah, okay. Gonged her on the head so hard she got a headache. And then they all made fun of her for it for the rest of the day saying Shannon overreacts. And I'm like, yeah. you literally slammed a gong into her head with a metal bowl. Like, how was she not going to get a headache from that? I hate everybody yeah, yeah. who okay. comes for Shannon. Anyway. So it's just a spa. Okay. She's just trying to make it sound worse than it is. Well, she succeeded because I fell for it. Um, Yeah, Yeah, Tom Tom went to visit her there, too. And then the Miraval Instagram posted a screenshot of, like, like a picture of the front of their entrance with the lyrics to the Vanderpump Rules theme song. Oh, Jesus. Um, So this week's episode was Sheena's wedding, which was... um, the wedding itself I thought was really pretty. Yeah, I thought it was gorgeous. Um, And I don't know when this happened, but I'm just like a Sheena apologist and a Sheena, like, for all intent. Like, I'm not actually a Sheena stan, but, like, I feel like I have to say that because no one else really is. Um, And I'm just team Sheena on, like, pretty much everything this season. I feel like she's getting so shafted by all of this. Like In what she's, way? She's getting mad. Like... I mean, first of all, that her wedding is, like, not even the mid-season. You know what I mean? Like, it's a random episode in the middle of the season that she had barely any screen time for, like, three or four episodes. And that they just seem to be trying to make her look crazy. But it's for things that, like, everyone who's watching it saying she's crazy has done in real life. Do you know what I mean? Like, they tried to make her seem out of line when she wanted Lala to go to her fucking dinner. And when she said, like, this is my wedding, and Lala said, right, but that's the most important thing to you, not to everyone. It's like, right, but you're also there for the wedding. And, like, it's a fucking dinner, and you already skipped other events. Like, go to the dinner. (laughs) So I'm a little bit on Lala's side here, though, because she wasn't a bridesmaid, and they were there for, like, five full days. And Lala said they had events from sunup to sundown, like, 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. every single day. And she said it was jam-packed with things that, that were for her wedding. You know, like, brunch. And then you were going, like, you know, horseback riding on the beach. And then you were doing lunch. And then you were doing spa services. And then you were doing, like, a snack with everybody in the lobby. And then you were doing this. And she was like, it was just so much that not being a bridesmaid, like, there was only so much I wanted to be at. And 
Also, I didn't want to be around Raquel, and she was going to all those things. Plus, I wanted to be around Katie, so, like, with her being there and having her be there because it's a required cast trip, that's why she was there. Hello. So, like, I hate that they don't break the fourth wall in that way because I wish Katie would have just said, you know I'm required to be there. Shut the fuck up. And so she spent some time with Katie as well. Plus, I think the other thing that everybody was a little bit annoyed with with Sheena is that Sheena had already gotten married the year before. So this was just the ceremony. She had already been married on the show once. So, like, how many times are you going to get married on the show and expect the biggest foo-for-all, I guess? I mean, I get it. But Sheena's not doing anything that every fucking bride in the history of time has done. Like, that's where my point. Oh, no, I'm not saying that (laughs) Sheena's overdoing it, but I'm just saying if you're going to have somebody invited that you wouldn't make a bridesmaid, you can only expect them to do so much. No, I get that, too. But also, it just seems like Lala's not doing any of it. Like, it seems like the whole episode, it was like, Sheena was like, are you coming to this? No. Are you coming to this? No. Why didn't you come to this? Why didn't really want to? So, like, what did she do? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think maybe... There were way more events than what we saw, and so I think oh, it just sure. got skewed so that it looked like Lala was being a shitty friend. But I don't think it did. Like, that was more my point, was that, like, every... I, I tweeted something as I was watching the episode that was, like, because you and I have a very sordid history with friends' weddings. Where, like, <laughs> <laughs> That's not where I thought you were going to go with that, no, and I was like, wait like, a minute, what is going so on? So I'm watching the episode, and I'm, like, thinking to myself, like... I'm literally not friends with people anymore because of wedding drama. So the fact that like Sheena not only is still friends with Lala, but is better friends with Lala after this. I was like, this makes no sense to me. And I tweeted that, that like, I cannot believe that Sheena is still friends with Lala. Um, And because everyone's like calling Raquel Rachel, because it's a real name. I called Lala Lauren from Utah because let's be real. If we're going to, if you, if you are listening to this right now and you are a person who says Rachel instead of Raquel, I need you to start saying Lauren and Jason when you're talking about Lala and Jax. Okay. That's just, if we're going to, if we're going to do it, we need to do it across the board because no one on these shows has their own fucking name. Anyway. Well, to be fair, I've known Lauren's that go as Lala. So like, it's really not that out of line. She didn't change her whole name. And if Raquel wants to be called Raquel instead of Rachel, like, my best friend when I was little, her name was Jackie, like, J-A-C-K-I-E. And I probably shouldn't say this because I feel like people who know me will know who exactly I'm talking about. No one cares. But anyway, <laughs> she changed her name to Jackie, J-A-C-Q-U-I. And, like, her full name isn't Jacqueline, I don't think. And even if it is, it's not spelled the way with the Q. She just fancied it up a little bit when she was a kid, and she just let it stick that way. You know what I'm saying? So, like, no, I don't do. think Lala's that out of realm, or Raquel is that out of realm, or Jax even is that out of no, realm. No, I don't either. That's, but that's my whole point, is that none of it is that weird, especially when they're all trying to be on fucking TV and models and shit like that like right right so i don't think but it it doesn't mean that like people will say like rachel and lala and i'm like bitch if you're gonna do it for one do it for both you know what like yeah and i mean if i'm trying to disparage them and be silly i'm gonna say you know lauren and rachel but i mean if i'm just talking about them in general i'm gonna say lala and raquel because that's how i know them but like i just thought that it was so funny that like the year 
one of the years when, I don't know, when Lala was like acting like she was ghetto and like that she was from the hood or something. And everyone's like, you're right. Lauren from Utah because she is. She's Lauren right. from Utah. Anyway, um, what the fuck was I saying? Oh, the friend's wedding. So, and then I got all yeah. these, I got all these responses on Twitter that was like saying what you just said. Sheena was being out of line. She was planning too much. Lala doesn't like Raquel and Raquel's the stuff. I'm like, guys, I was not tweeting this because I need you to disagree with me. I truly do not give a shit what your perspective is on this. I'm just saying I would never be able to do that. And I do not need strangers to tell me why I should like still be friends with someone. So for me, that was me like defending Sheena to be like, she's all of you love to talk shit about her, but how many people have just outwardly like completely fucked with her or made her look crazy or evil or insane or called her out on her shit or whatever. And she's still friends with them. Like to me, that makes her a good person or a dumb one. I'm not sure which. Oh, I feel like she's on the dumber side with that kind of stuff. <laughs> but at the same time, like, she has been shit on for the entirety of Vanderpump Rules. And I yes. just think she's so used to that that she doesn't take what Lala's saying to heart because she's just like, eh, eh, I, mean, I get shit on all the time. What's this? You know what I mean? Yeah. She's my whole issue really is I need a season of Sheena Redemption because, like you just said, the literal first scene of Vanderpump Rules is Sheena getting shit on. The literal right. first scene transitions from Brandy Glanville reaming Sheena for having an affair with her husband, which is fair, but like that is literally <laughs> how the show starts, is Sheena getting her ass chewed out. And it ha and it never stopped. Well, as like a side note though, real quick, I can't believe that people are angry at Raquel and Tom. I know. That is the most bizarre reaction, and people online need to go fucking eat grass or whatever. I know it's touch grass, but I don't care. I'm going to tell you to eat grass because you're piece eat of shit. Eat grass, smoke grass. <laughs> yeah. Grass, just grass. Whatever you need to do with grass, <laughs> fucking do it because this is what we want, people. We want people to be fucking each other behind each other's backs. Hello. That's how it started and how it needs to end and how it needs to be in the middle. Okay? Right. So, I mean, that, Jesus, that, the that people exactly, calling for them to be fired is just out of line. That was exactly the point I made on the Scandal episode that I did. Was that, like, this is what makes the show so entertaining. Um, but, yeah, so they're, but, like, I feel like they're trying to make this season a Katie Maloney redemption season. I'm not and buying into not, it. not, no. I'm not buying into it, but a lot of people are. My problem is I would love to be Teen Katie. I would love to finally come Same. around to her. I like because Schwartz is just so incompetent at being a reality TV personality <laughs> that I want to root against him. Like he really does have almost nothing going for him except his charm. And I hate people like that in real life. So I want to Same. hate him on the show. But, but I the don't. problem is <laughs> exactly because she is so terrible. To him, to everyone, that I'm always like. There was literally in that one episode where um, where Raquel called Lala a mistress, and they were all fighting at the pool party, and Schwartz said, "Katie to Katie, what smells? Is that you?" <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. I and didn't hear that. <laughs> I literally, and that's what made her like. That was what started the whole like them fighting thing. And I'm like, right, but I can't. Like that is so mean. Can you imagine if we were just like hanging out, and if Mike said to you, um, something smells. Is that your? Piss?
pits, I would be like, how dare you? <laughs> you, well, you are know the that, outsider like, here. My Get worst fear. Stepping. My worst fear is being the smelly person. So, like, <laughs> that already... I mean, he must know. I mean, maybe Katie's like that, too. And he must know that that's like a real personal dig because like, who would say that? (laughs) It was just fucking wild. But like, I should hate him for that. But I don't. I love him for it. (laughs) Like, I listened to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino and he was so mad at that comment. And I was like, no, I busted out laughing when when he said that. How did I miss this? I need I to like go back know. and rewatch. Well, and I think it's because it was it was happening as Raquel and Lala were fighting. It was like on, but they kept cutting to it, and like <laughs> it's just it was so <laughs> random. But I'm just I'm never mad at him when it comes to Katie because she's so evil. I know, and everybody online that I've seen discussing this is like, you just have internalized misogyny. She's dealt with a narcissist piece of shit who gaslighted her, never supported her, and fucked her up for 12 years. Da, da, da. No, Okay, but Katie asked for that. She gave him an ultimatum and said, even though you're the worst person alive, you either marry me or get the fuck out. And he just said, well, I'll marry you because I don't want to get the fuck out. I get everything I want in this scenario. Right, that was the So problem. she asked for it. So I don't feel bad for her for getting divorced. And no, I'm sorry. Like, what would it absolutely feel like the shittiest time in the world for your almost ex-husband to be making out with people right in front of you that are your friends? Absolutely. But Katie, he's been doing it while you're married, too. So you can't be that mad. And she, exa- that's the whole problem is that, like, Katie, Katie never ignored red flags. She burned them as she walked by. She <laughs> saw them, knew they were there and was like, eh. Don't care, out of sight, out of mind. Like, she asked for all of this. And I don't mean that in, like, a a bad way. I just mean, like, she knew what was going on. She knew that he had made out with other people. They had conversations about it on camera. She knew that he didn't want to get married. She made him marry. She gave him the ultimatum anyway. Like, she knew that he was out of work. She knew that he used all, was going to use all of their money to open these places. Like, she can't play victim after the she fact. She knew that, sh- that he would defend Tom over her no matter what scenario they were ever in. Right. And, like, it, like you, it's just, I can't feel bad for her because these are all things that she had dealt with in the past. And instead of, like, standing up for herself and be like, I'm done, she waited until the show was about to get canceled and was like, wait, I'll give us a storyline. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, honestly, they could have gotten divorced the year after they got married and I wouldn't have been surprised. Like, there was never going to be a shock and horror surprise about right. them getting divorced. Like, even if we found out that it was Tom Schwartz cheating with Raquel this whole time, I don't think there would have been any reaction. No. Everyone would have just been like, yeah, well, what do you expect? And, like, I don't think Katie is just absolved from that because he's a horrible person. Is Schwartz a horrible person? Yes. But is Katie a horrible person? Also, yes. 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 Both things can be true at the same time. And even though I can feel bad for her for how Tom treated her, she was well aware during every step of the way how horrible he was. And she still invited it in. Not only just ignored it, she like asked for it. So I just don't understand why people are saying it's misogyny to hate Katie. I can hate Katie for Katie. Right, like, and I do. <laughs> right, I just hate Katie. Like, I hate how she treats Sheena. I hate how she. I hate the way she speaks about everyone. Like the things that she says, the fact that people defend her, is like, 
Like when she literally threatens people. Right. I will burn you to the ground. Like, I mean, Katie, it's one thing if you're going to say it in jest and then give a little side eye, like, no, I mean it. But it's another thing to just be like so seriously angry when everyone around you is like just kind of giving you quips. There's no reason for it. And like, and I just, I, I, I don't know. She just, she gets so, I think the reason so many people take her side is that she is so emotionally still involved in the relationship. Whereas Tom is like, okay, we're divorced. Oh, you cut me out. Right. Exactly. You cut me out. So now I'm done (laughs) and I'm going to figure out what life is now. And Katie is just like, no, we're still together. You're still trying to get me back. And that's not how it is. But like that. So that's what I don't get is that she has said on camera that she has fucked all these random people. We watched her go on a date on the show. But she hears that Schwartz and Raquel have made out or she hears that Sheena was encouraging Raquel and Schwartz to make out. And now everyone else is the villain. Like, I get it. It's your friend group, but is it? No, it's just someone else on the show. So, like, the fact that you're getting mad at it, like, this storyline would not hit in the same way if Tom Schwartz was making out with a stranger. It's why everyone's mad at him and not mad at you, because you are making out with strangers. So she's smart in that way, but to me, like, I see through the reality part of it into, like, the person underneath, where she's just being manipulative. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like... I think reason. every bit of hatred Tom Schwartz gets from Katie is deserved, but Katie does not need to pass around that hatred to everyone else around her, and that's what she always does. I, like I under and I I agree that like you can be upset and mad that Tom is making out with Raquel, but you can't say that he's like doing it behind your back or like you can't say that the reason you're upset is because you're not yet divorced or whatever. You can't do that because, okay, then you are doing much worse. You're just not doing it with someone on the show. Right. Right. That And I just, I, I hate that, that hypocrisy. It makes me crazy. And it's what I've always hated about Katie is that she's always so judgmental of other people, but then can never look in a mirror. Mirror. Well, and the, meh. The whole thing is, is that everyone around her who is her friend is trying to get her to see that. Like, Christina's like, I don't think Sheena's that bad and I think you guys should talk. I'm going to talk to her. And Katie was like, you're the worst person alive and you're not a good friend. Why? Why? You were there for Sheena's wedding. You were originally invited, which is why you even have a spot. So, like... Because you got disinvited for being a bitch doesn't mean that everyone around you should have to not be friends with them. Agreed. Okay. Any last thoughts on Vanderpump Rules before we touch on Top Chef and wrap up? Um, uh, I am just, I am obsessed. And I just want, I want to get to the reunion. And I'm going to watch these extra special Peacock things that they're posting. Even though I hate that they do that kind of stuff. I, and people keep calling for them to release the raw reunion footage. Like all five hours as like a pay-per-view event. Fucking do it, Bravo. Do it. <laughs> Peacock, Bravo, whoever it'll be, like, I would pay 10 bucks to watch all five hours. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, they're also, so Jax and Brittany are going to be doing commentary on some 
I know, episodes but I on can't Peacock. with them. I know you hate them, but like, and I, I kind of. I actually too. don't hate Jax as much as I hate Britney. See, I'm on the same page. Yeah, I think that Jax is a fucking mess and a total piece of shit. But also, he's in the never same pretended, way as shorts. Yeah, he's never pretended to be anything other than that. Yeah, and he's like, okay. He with is it. a hateable character, but in a way that's fun, like yeah. James, like Tom Schwartz. But Britney is just a leech that I don't want to hear ever again. I just don't want to hear from her. You're boring. You're annoying. Go away. <laughs> I don't I, even understand no, how can... Jax puts up with her, honestly. I mean, it's definitely a mutual putting up with because he can't be easy to live with. But they also have a podcast now and like they keep trying to say um, this is not about Vanderpump Rules. It's about our lives. And like, you know, it's Brittany with her. It's about our lives. But then all they do is talk about old episodes. So like now they're actually going to be doing that is like doing basically like commentary on certain episodes on Peacock. So that's coming up. But like Jack said on the most recent episode of their podcast that he saw Ariana after the reunion filming and he hugged her and she, and he was like, I've never seen her look so happy. And I'm like, this that's because this is the best thing to ever happen to her. Right. Like, yeah, her relationship 10 years is over, but the shit that... Okay, have you heard that she's apparently in final talks to be on the new season of Dancing with the Stars? Yeah. She's also in a Lifetime movie. Like, right. all the shit that she was being held back from doing because she had pigeonholed herself into this, like, reality TV personality, but not the fun one, the cool one, the level-headed yeah. one. Like, that's never the most interesting person on a reality TV show. She is now getting to do all the shit that she like went to Hollywood a decade plus to ago do. to do. And yeah. so of course she's happier than she's ever been. And she comes out looking and smelling like roses after this whole thing because she did right. nothing wrong. Cause even if what Tom said was true on that Howie Mandel podcast, that she was a mental mess and was begging him to stay, even though he tried to break up with her 50,000 times. I'm not saying I believe Tom at all, but I'm just saying like, even if you want to and take all that as real fact and that she was just like ignoring his breakup attempts and da, 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 and she was severely depressed and upset, which all could have been true. Like this is such a weight that has been lifted and to have like the entire world and internet behind you in a breakup like that has to just be riveting, especially when you realize that like everybody who's going to say how much of a piece of shit Tom is and break it down episode by episode where you could see yourself interacting with him and realize how fucking terrible he was to you that I think she's probably way over it to the point where she was like, why did I ever ask for him back? Exactly. Exactly. But then also, like you were saying, we can't really believe Tom because in the he's like, well, I broke up with her. And then three seconds later, I was like, but that's why I could, I broke up with her, but she was so depressed that I could just never break up with her. Like, that's almost a direct quote. And it's right. Like, okay, but you just said you broke up, but then a half a second later said you never broke up with her. So which fucking is it? And I'm inclined to think that he, like, had the thought of breaking up with her and just never did because he's a puss. Yeah, no, I think he was planning on keeping this secret for as long as he could. Of course. Okay, Top Chef. Yes. This season is World All-Stars. I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast yet. This season is both very, very enjoyable and very, very frustrating for me personally. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I really like it. Um, 
But I want to know why you find it frustrating. I find it frustrating one because all like I, do you, I, I watch it on Peacock. Do you watch it? Do you record it or do you watch it? on I Peacock? record it. I record um, how it. long is every episode? Is it, are they all an hour and fifteen minutes when you record it? I believe so. Okay, so it's not just longer for Peacock. So that's one is that I don't need every episode to be longer. Um, especially because I don't feel like they're filling it with anything interesting. They're just filling it with more of like them shopping. Do you know, like, I don't, I don't know. Then this last week's episode where like you get to the end and it's already longer and then they like edge you again and they're like, but go watch the ending on Last Chance Kitchen. Stop bullying me into watching Last Chance Kitchen. I don't want to watch it. I didn't watch it. I didn't know that they said that. I think they, I tuned out by that yes. point. Yes. So it comes down to Tom and Sylvia, Polish, the German chef and the Polish chef. And they're like, but we're not going to tell you. You have to go watch Last Chance. No, I'm not going to watch it. So I looked it up online and Sylvia goes home. Oh, okay. Thanks. There you go. So now you don't have to watch it either because I'm tired of Bravo shoving it down my throat. I don't want Last Chance Kitchen. I don't want it. I don't want it. Um, so that's number one is I don't know because it should either be an after show like untucked or watch what happens live yeah. is that we can actually fucking see on the TV or don't do it anymore. Stop it. Right. Stop talking about it. I don't stop care. Making it affect stop the actual show. Like if you're not going right. to make it easily accessible and watchable immediately, like I don't want to have to go to on demand or go or look for it in Peacock or what the fuck ever. I don't want to have to do that. It, air it right after or don't. And if you but if you're already making the episodes an hour and fifteen minutes, like just make them an hour and a half and put last chance Kitchen on the end. Or Agreed. don't or make them an hour and make it like whatever it is, I'm just over it. So that's number one is the episodes are a little too long for me. But also, um Top Chef is weird because obviously we can't taste the food, so it's always strange to like have favorites and think that someone should go home over someone else because like when it comes down to it, we have no idea. <laughs> like at all. Right. I um, mean we can look at it, but other than that, we can't right. really like we're going off of what the judges say. And if the judges just want to send someone home, they could be like, This tastes like horseshit, you're going home, and we would never right. know. Right, um, right. So like it's just it's weird to have strong opinions, but I just I don't like the way that a lot of the eliminations have gone. Hmm. And that's just like. The only one that really struck me as intense and unfair was the May one. Yes, that's exactly. Because that whole thing was just so upsetting. She purposefully dumbed it down to match him and wasn't allowed to do any of the creative ideas that she had. And then they told them they weren't creative. I would have turned around and I would have said, you need to review the tapes. That was all him. So please let me fucking stay. Yeah. Like they, it, it just seems so arbitrary what they do on this show. And like, that has always kind of annoyed me because again, we like, we have no objective say in any of this (laughs) because we have no idea what anything actually is. I mean, you can kind of see if like chickens undercooked or, you know, a a steak is overdone or if, you know, a puree or a foam like falls flat or separates or something like that. Like you can see technical mistakes. You can see plating mistakes. You can see and conceptual conceptualize that like. So I understand like there are definitely things that we can critique and like understand about the dish but like even if something looks like absolute shit and tastes like the best thing you've ever eaten we would never know right and like 
on a season where everyone is just really good, like this season is, I, like, uh, I don't know. Like, I found the casting weird, which you and I talked about on the phone, I think, where, like, if you're going to cast winners from all these international seasons, why are you casting runners up like Dawn, like Sarah, like Amar, Amir, Amar, I forget which, which um, it is. Amar. Amar. Like, why are you casting them? And also, why did you cast Buddha? I hate Buddha. <laughs> I hate him. Listen, I have a love-hate relationship with him. I hate his extreme cockiness when it goes to telling others. I thought you were going to say I hate his extreme accent and I was going to say me too. Oh my god. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. No, I hate his extreme like controlling behavior towards other chefs. If you want to control your own dish and be weird and wacko and like you know pout your way when you don't win that's fine but like when you're teamed up with people like you can't just yell at them and tell them their mashed potatoes are bad yeah i just don't like him but this season is very uh like i mean obviously the talent is to the roof it's world all-stars it's people who've won all across the board are you rooting for anyone right now um i'm trying to remember who's all I still love, on i love um Charbal, I think his name is the one from top, the Middle Eastern guy. I forget the name. The top Top Chef Middle East, I want to say, is what the season he won was. Um, okay, I like him. I like Victoire. I like her too. Um, she cracks me up every time. There's nuts, and she's just like, "No, no, I'll be fine." And the <laughs> the medic in the back always has to yell, "You will not be fine." <laughs> you need to wear a mask. <laughs> you need to stay away from them. And she's just like, I'll be fine. <laughs> I, I love her. Um, I like Nicole from Canada. I'm like totally blanking on what she she's, looks like. Uh, has the, she, she's the one who won this past week. She has curly hair. She's the one whose story is that she wants to adopt a daughter or a kid or whatever. Which like I can do without that. But, oh, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I like her. Um, and he's a dick, but I like Tom, the German guy. I think he's hysterical. He has like lightish brown hair that's kind of flipped up. Yes. I don't like him. (laughs) No one else does. I am the only one, but I just find him so like drawl. Like he's. I, and I don't know if it's because he doesn't know that he's being funny or if he's just actually, like, has the driest sense of humor in English, even though, it's, even though his native language is German. I just find him so ridiculously funny and silly. Eh. Who do you like? I don't know. I think that's my problem. I like the Polish lady, but now she's Yeah, she gone. has to come back through Last Chance Kitchen again. Um, I like Victoire. Um, I could not stand the lady that went home last week, so I'm glad she didn't come back in Last Chance Kitchen. Me too. Begonia. Ugh. No, no, no. The other one. The one before that. Lucian. Yes. Whatever the fuck her name was. So fucking annoying with her gums. (laughs) (sighs) I mean, that wasn't the annoying part. I'm just saying, like, I can't with her. Um... I think my problem is I really liked May. She went home. Like, everybody I really liked has gone home. 
Um, I like Victoire. I like Omar. I think he seems to be hit or miss with like what he makes if it's really delicious because he has such a a homey way mm-hmm. of cooking that I think that a lot of times it doesn't reach top chefy level and yeah. that's what they get him on. But it just seems like his food would taste really good. Um, I like Gib Gibri Gib Gabri. Gabri, yeah. I like him, but he seems like such a mess. Yep. Um, I don't know, but I don't mind a season where I don't have somebody to root for, and I just yeah. like kind of like to see how it turns out, and that's how I feel with this one. Yeah, I'm not like there's no one where like I'm going to be crushed when they go home, really. But I do have people that I enjoy watching, and I think that's kind of, like again, that's like the frustrating and the entertaining thing is that I like watching it, but also like there's I'm not. Not rooting invested, for <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All that invested, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I've just been watching so many shows as well, like cooking shows as well, that are just like different and not Top Chef. That sometimes I like getting back to just like the Top Chef realm because mm-hmm. it feels comfortable. Because like I watched Next Level Chef. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. I don't like him. Who? Gordon Ramsay. Well, I mean, he's one of three people, and the other person's Richard Blaze, and um, uh, what is I don't like Blaze anymore either, really. Well, it's not even really about the chefs. I mean, it's more about the contestants, and there were a couple of TikTokers on there that I knew, so that's why I started watching it. Of course. Okay. uh, You're the only person who hates TikTok. Like, TikTok's the greatest, so I don't want to hear about it. Um. But Cassie was on there, and I follow her, and she already went home. So, oh, well. And then I watched this other one on Netflix where, like, they all had to live together in this house and cook for each other. And I really like that one, too. I can't remember the name of it. I know which one you're talking about. Um, But, yeah. Okay, so that's Bravo. Again, other than Jersey, because no. Um, (laughs) Atlanta's coming back on May 7th, which I'm excited about for kind of um the trailer looked really good but i'm always leery of atlanta because sometimes it's good and sometimes it is not agreed um there's a new summer house spinoff called martha's vineyard which i'm gonna watch that yeah me too i'm intrigued like it seems like there are 50 cast members which i'm a little kind of like "Eh," about yeah but like i enjoy the concept of martha's vineyard so i'm excited to see what they do um, and then also, I'm just still really sad you don't watch Summer House because I love Summer House. I just I can't get into it. I, I can't do it. I tried. I literally watched I think the first two or three episodes and it was not for me. Um, and I something. Oh, an OC should be coming back soon. I don't know when the hell that's going to happen. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they have either. a new ballroom dancing show uh, called Dancing Queens. That's kind of like Housewives. I think I saw, but. In but they all are ballroom dancers. Like it's not a competition series. Oh, okay. What's it called? Dancing Queens. Dancing Queens. Yeah, so I'm gonna what give that a shot too. That's gonna be on Tuesdays when Jersey's done. On Bravo. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. All right. That was our Bravo State of the Union and Drag Race recap. I'm gonna piss my pants. 
Because we've been talking for an hour and a half. Uh. So, yeah. Thanks, Andy, for joining. I am going to KMS when I am trying to edit out all of your coughs and fuck-ups. So, thank you for that. You did the same thing. I muted myself when I had to blow my nose. My allergies are so bad still. I muted myself when I coughed a couple times. Liar. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for joining me and for just basically everyone who's listening for just listening in on our phone conversation, which is yeah. I mean, literally, if you're ever curious about what me and John's friendship is, <laughs> this is the phone call we would have had, and then we would have delved into family for like two seconds and been like, I don't know, we're both boring. Goodbye. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Okay, <laughs> so thank you for listening to this episode of Fake TV Critic. I'll be back in a couple of weeks with recaps. More, I don't. That's my sign off. Bye. With bye. <laughs>